Thursday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Walkway Fight Club. I'm Stephen Milhausen from The Zone, and I do apologize. I promised you guys on Monday that I would have the interview with Biggie up for uh, Tuesday. But as an old saying goes, life gets in the way and life wins 10 out of 10. So my sincere apologies, but we're back, bigger, stronger, better than ever. Before we get going and talk about our guest on today's podcast, just want to thank everyone. You know, we I switched the podcast about two weeks ago. I switched it to Red Circle, and these guys are just, I've noticed just such an uptick in downloads and everything of the sort, every you know, it's getting distributed in more spots and better spots, and it's made a difference. And we got a ton of new listeners, so everyone that has downloaded, played it, subscribed to the podcast, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. It means a lot. It means more than you know. It makes this fun when the when you see numbers going up week over week. So I want to thank you guys for that. It really does mean a lot. My God, more almost double what we did last from the first week. So thank you guys so much. It helps with great guests. Don't get me wrong. It helps when you get Amisha Tate. It helps when you get a Natalia Neidhart, and it helps when you get Jake Paul. And we got another great guest today, and we'll get to him in a moment. But don't forget. Subscribe to the podcast. It's simple, guys. Just type in the Walkway to Fight Club. Or just type in Walkway to Fight Club. Bam, it's there. Hit, click on it. Hit that subscribe button. And just start downloading. Start subscribing. Rating and reviewing. You name it, we got it there. Just look, like I just said, in the past three guests. Jake Paul, Misha Tate, and Natalia. And it gets better today. I didn't even think it'd get better. Who knew? The winner of the men's 2021 Money in the Bank ladder match, the one and only Big E. And this was fun. We went just about everywhere in this interview. We talked Money in the Bank. We talked Roman Reigns. We talked OurHeroesRock.org. We talked TikTok. We talked hair. We talked Bobby Lashley. When the place would be, when would the right place to cash in that briefcase at? And who would he prefer to cash it in on? I think the answers are all very intriguing. A good interview. It was such a great time with Big E. Enough of me. Don't forget, rate, review, download, and please subscribe. All your favorite podcasting platforms. They're there. I promise. They are there. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're kicking butt on Google, guys. Wow. Man. Apple. Wow. A lot of great stuff, guys. But just, it's simple. Download, rate, review, subscribe. Do your thing. I'm going to get out of here. Enough of me. Here is the men's 2021 Money in the Bank ladder match winner, Biggie. 
you know, I didn't know what to expect last night at Money in the Bank. And I'm glad I made this pick for, for this person to win the men's version of Money in the Bank. And really doesn't need an introduction. The winner of the 2021 men's Money in the Bank ladder match. The one and only Big E. And Big E, I have to ask this right away. Where is the briefcase, my friend? Where is it at right now on Monday at 2.22 Central Standard Time? Uh, the briefcase is actually, uh, I just got in my house like half an hour ago. Uh, it's sitting on my floor next to, I just brought all my bags. I dumped them in. So it's just sitting on my floor, <laughs> kind of next to my TV. I gotta, I gotta figure out where to put it, but that's where it is now. So fans are going to be disappointed. You're now not going to be on, you just ruined Biggie. You're not going to be on Raw tonight. I mean, who's to say like, I could, I could catch a sure. jet now. I, it's not that difficult. I am currently at home, but it's not, you know, it's a two hour flight. You know, you never know. You know, Vince has to chat, you know, you can just kind of, you just, you can call up uncle Vince and be like, Vinny, get that jet here. Like in about 20 minutes, I got to get, I got to get to Dallas tonight. Yeah, I'm sure that'll go over well. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it's uh, you know Cena's there. It's it's the John John Cena show tonight. So uh, I am intrigued though to see, especially this is the first Raw back with a live crowd, uh, and I didn't know what to expect with the Cena. That that Cena pop. Can I be a bit of a, a mark right here for a second? You, can, I was gonna mark for you. I was gonna talk about John later, but we'll talk about John now. That that Cena pop was one of the loudest I can remember long, and I wasn't even in. I wish I had like. There are moments where, all right, you know something's going to come, so you kind of stick your head out and you can kind of see yeah. the fans. I wish I had known, but I was back doing interviews and whatnot afterwards. But I watched it back, and I it was it felt like it was it was the loudest pop, the loudest pop I I said for a while was when Dolph won Money in the Bank. But that was yeah. I was at ringside, and so I don't know you know positioning and whatnot. This one, this one might be the loudest pop I've ever heard since I've been here. It was it was they were very excited for for John. I jumped out of my seat, out of my couch last night twice. I don't jump out of my couch. I've been covering this a long time. I've seen it all in MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling. Two things I marked out at last night, and I'll admit it as a fan. You winning money in the bank just because of the reaction of the crowd. It's not because we're talking, and I yeah. was texting with, with a mutual friend of ours. I was going back and forth with him a little bit, and we both did the same thing. And And then when John came back and – you know, how do you rate last night, though? In terms, I know you and John are good buddies. But just in terms of you, how was last night the biggest night of your career so far? That's so I always I tell like my close friends when I hate making lists or ranking things or, because it's it's always because I'll, I'll make a declaration now and I'll change my mind in two minutes. But you know what? When I was thinking about it, I definitely said top five. But even that felt like pretty conservative. It's we've done so many incredible things as a trio, obviously, as you know, with the, with the new day and whatnot. But man, that that might be one. It's close. If it's not number one, it's it's in contention for number one. And it's not like I, I tell people too, like the moment being Mr. Money in the Bank is incredible. But if we did that with no crowd, it's it's very cool, but it doesn't feel nearly the same. It's not the same. It's really what I'll walk away, what I'll remember 20, 30 years from now is just the moment of hitting the beginning off the line. Even like for me, it starts to really, it, it's as soon that crazy powerbomb under the ladder from Seth uh, to, to KO. And then it feels like Seth's about to win. But as I felt like as soon as I started to get up on my feet and slide in, from then until 
the end of the segment till they got me out of there. I just, it's, it's a kind of drug, a kind of high that is unmatched, man. I, and I hope everyone gets to experience that. I don't know, you know, not necessarily in pro wrestling, if you're not a pro wrestler, but whatever it is in your field, whatever it is that gives you that kind of feeling, it's incredible, man. And that's why we do it. And I know we were doing the best we could in the Thunderdome era. And I think, I think I just forgot. I think I forgot how incredible it is to be in front of fans because it's night and day. It almost felt like we were doing something different. Like we were like, this is now pro wrestling. And what we were doing before was something, a, a cousin to pro wrestling, you know, because I, it sounds corny. It sounds cliche, but I think pro wrestling needs fans more than any other industry live. I love MMA. And for me, I really enjoyed the, the crowdless oh UFC God. cards because like, I loved hearing the corners. I loved hearing the strikes. I loved hearing even just guys in the grappling positions where they're breathing heavily, you know, and same, like I've enjoyed boxing too without crowds. And you can argue, I think with the big fights, I have enjoyed them more, but for me in our industry, it's night and day for me oh, yeah. with and without a crowd night and day. No, you're not wrong on that at all. Cause I was at. Uh, the McGregor fight a couple of weeks ago, yeah, 10 days ago now. And that was just next level. Just, you know, hearing the fans, I was like, whoa, you can tell you, we all really missed it. But then it was just something different with watching SmackDown and then watching the show last night. It's just wrestling is just, regardless of who you like, without fans, wrestling's just not the same. And it's good to have the fans back. And you're doing, you got a couple cool things I've been seeing. And the first thing I want to do is the email I saw today and I got from WWE was you did a cool little video with TikTok. And WWE is doing this thing where people can go on TikTok to be a ring announcer, they're doing a contest. And the winners will be flown out to SummerSlam, which is on August 21st from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. I wish you, you have a ring announcer's voice, Mr. Big E. And I just say the contest should be over and it should just be <laughs> You know what? I didn't even consider that. I did something to promote it, but I never thought of actually entering myself. Uh, sure. And I could, I could use the extra money, you know? Who, who's to say I couldn't wrestle? And I, you know, and I'm, I'm paid well, I'm taking care of, but we can always, you know, maybe, maybe spend it on a vacation or something. I don't know, but I think you're onto something. But no, I, you know, the cool thing is I'm not cool. I'm in my mid thirties now. So TikTok for me is very foreign, but I am told uh, it's very in vogue. Uh, and, and the beautiful thing is we're, we're using newer technology, newer platforms to, to bring people in. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, kind of the, the feedback we get to, to see how many people reach out. And that's the beautiful thing with like ring announcers is I've seen people who were like former gymnasts or who like, uh, who sang or, you know, people come from all walks of life to, to do something like this. So uh, I'm ex excited to see uh, how that shakes out and uh, to see everyone at SummerSlam for that. You know, you see, I, you're 35. I just turned 40. So if you're old, what am I? Look, I, I'm, I wasn't projecting onto you. I'm just saying for me, it's, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a very young 40, you know, you might, you, you look 25 to me. Uh, I know yeah. I look 25, you but you don't look 35 in the slightest bit. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I feel like I've aged well, except for the hairline. The hairline. As I look in the mirror and I see that the forehead start to stick out. You know what happens though? And I've embraced it. I it's uh, it's like eight mile. You know, if I take away all the barbs that you're about to use against me before you can, <laughs> then like what are you gonna say? So I hit the hairline stuff off top. So so I beat you to the punch. Um that that's my plan at least. I always suggest two things. Is I'm the same way. Doing what I am doing right now and wearing a hat. Or you can get that, like, they have that stuff now where, like, the hair grows back. See, I don't, I guess it works well, I'm sure. But I, that feels like too big of a step for me. I think if I if I end up with a horseshoe pattern, I think I'm just going to rock it. Kofi and Woods said they're very much going to go bald if that happens. But I think I'm going to let it go back. I'm going to let it do what it does. You know? That, I'm going to have to talk to Kofi because I just talked to Kofi a couple weeks ago. I'm going to have mm -hmm. to talk to him about that because I didn't see that receding hairline in Kofi Kingston. No, Kof, Kof's still good. He's still good. But we, we spend we spend far too much time talking about hairlines, actually. I feel like we have a weekly conversation between the three of us about our hairlines. So it's a big it's a big point of emphasis for some reason uh, for us. Me and you have a mutual friend. And, you know, I, I remember when he was telling me initially about the idea about our heroes rock. And he's like, well, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, we need something like that in this world. And I was glad to see this initiative come through with our heroes rock.org. And, you know, you guys over exceeded in terms of getting the money raised through fundraise through the fundraising accounts and everything. And what is the status right now of the initiative? You know, cause I know it, you know, the Kickstarter had ended. So how is that process going right now? It's going really well. So right now we're just in the production stage uh, and Andreas, uh, obviously Andreas Hale is our, is our mutual friend. And, uh, you know, we, we talk daily. Uh, so right now we have a song that we can't put out, but we love it. Uh, Rhapsody sent her stuff in. Uh, Eric produced a beat that we love. So we're just kind of, we're at the end of, actually, I think we're pretty much done with our, our fine tuning of the song. Uh, Jonathan Davenport is our, our third partner, another friend of mine. And that's the beautiful thing for me is getting to work with my friends who aren't just like, ah, oh, these are my friends and they're kind of, you know, slubs and they, but they're, they're incredibly talented. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, Johnny wrote a, a script that we also love. So essentially, you know, we're just kind of at the stage now where we're pretty close to sending our stuff off to the animators uh, and doing some storyboarding. Uh, but it's been really cool for me to, to kind of challenge, even though a lot of the stuff I'm not actually doing, but uh we're kind of challenging ourselves in in a different way and uh man i i couldn't ask for better partners uh man we have so much fun working together and i i'm often reminded of like the beginnings of the new day with those guys because of our bond the way we communicate the way we work together uh, has been really incredible and we all feel the very same about what we want this to be the the vision we have for this just telling stories of, of black there's so many stories of black communities or or black people activists uh authors uh, artists so many stories that we all talked about the fact that you know the three of us we didn't learn until maybe late in high school or college or didn't learn until, until later in adulthood and our hope is that we can teach young people in a very engaging uh, wait, that's why we use hip hop too in Rhapsody. Like we didn't just find any old rapper. We found Rhapsody, yes, who two-time Grammy nominee. If you're a hip hop head at all, and you you know Rhapsody is incredible. She, one of the best rappers, one of the best artists on this planet. She's incredible. So anyways, we have her, we have Eric, who's an incredible producer too in his own right. Um, so we're really excited about it. And uh, we're hoping to make the short film, to put it out in the next few months. And, and hopefully like this doesn't die here for us. In our In our minds, we want a series so we can tell more of these stories. Now, where will fans be able to, when the first episode, when the short film does drop, that, that's What's a great, the goal of where to distribute it to? 
That is a great question. You know, kind of our our marker in many ways has been Matthew Cherry's hair love. Uh, I don't oh, know if cool. anyone, you know. So yeah, um, and because he, he started with a Kickstarter, it did incredibly well, uh, better than better than ours did, but uh, we, we still did well as well. But he did really well on, on Kickstarter and then was able to, uh, Hair Love, uh, he's working on a series with, I believe, HBO Max yeah, called correct. Young Love. Yes. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, and he's done a bunch of other projects as well. So that, that's really kind of been our marker. And we'd like something similar. You know, if we could put this film out, hopefully it does well. Uh, and because it's crowdfunded, we'd love to put it out there for free because, you know, we can't have people investing and then have and then also put it behind a paywall. So initially, our hope is to put it out there for free. Hopefully it picks up some some real buzz and excitement. Probably we haven't really decided yet, probably on like, a you know, a Twitter or YouTube, something yeah. like that. And we, we talked about some other you know, cool ways to, to roll this out as well. Um, but our hope is really to, to have a major streaming service who who's interested in just telling more of these stories. I have to ask this because I saw it, it was right at the beginning of the match last night. How's your shoulder feeling? How's that right shoulder? The shoulder See, like, is okay. When you okay. went through the ropes, you like took off. And I was like, ooh, it didn't look good. And I kind of saw you. Yeah, uh, Andreas is always trying to tell me to, to stop doing the uh, the spirit yes. of the ropes, but uh, keep talking about it. And I did talk, talk to him about it last night, but I'm watching. I'm like, it, it, Biggie, what are you doing? Please stop doing that. It it looks worse than it is. You know, I've been good. Uh, you know, man, after a match like that, you're always a little banged up. Yeah, but uh, that's 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 a job, man. Thankfully, I have a few days to to heal the rest up. But I'm good. I'm honestly yeah. good. Just you know, just the normal bruises, and that's all. You know, I know Brody Lee was kind of dear to your heart. And what would Brody Lee have thought of your performance last night and you winning this match? Uh, man, I was, in a way, I feel weird about projecting what he might say, but I, I do know what he would say. He would be one of the first people in Gorilla because he, he was just, man, he was just that kind of friend. He would have been there in Gorilla and he would have hugged me and, uh, I would have been beaming to see him because, man, that was my guy. That was family. Uh, so he would he I, I've told the story, too. Like, man, he, he was the one who I was at a point before the new day where I was kind of my confidence was not what it should be. Uh, you know, I wasn't really doing a whole lot. I was kind of floundering, barely on TV. But I had a random main event match with with Seth Rollins. Um, and, you know, I, I, I thought I did my thing and and, you know, he was the first person to come up and say, that's how you show the office you deserve to do more. He was the first, he came up and I, I still, I'm, mind you, my memory is horrible. And this is, this is seven or eight years ago. And I still remember this interaction. And it was just, it was just a throwaway main event match. It didn't, it didn't go to, to me getting a, a big push or me going with Rollins, you know, eventually the New Day launched and then it took some time, but that was several months before, if not a year or more, but I vividly remember and I told him, uh, and that's one of the things that I'm thankful for is that we weren't afraid to be open and say, I love you. Or, you know, I, I told him like you, this might've meant nothing to you, but it meant so much to me at that time because I always respected his work. I always thought he was an incredible worker. Uh, and he's a guy like I always, man, I always told him, you need to have a podcast because you are the Kevin Bacon of professional wrestling. <laughs> he's worked everyone. He, he's had like, I, I'll, he'll, uh, my buddy Emilio too yeah. uh, has been to a lot, of, like went to old Chikara shows or whatnot, but he knows more of his, his lore and his history, but like working Kevin Nash on the Indies and so many of the guys and, and other companies were doing really well, like well before they were famous. Uh, he's worked so many different people and, and, you know, and worked in Japan. He's been all over. 
so he was one of those guys who I just had a ton of respect for and just a just an incredible human being, man. He just so giving. And that's one of the things I loved is, uh, you know, obviously I didn't love his past and it was very hard to deal with, but just the outpouring of love for him. So many stories of, uh, you know, other wrestlers who said, man, you know, Brody paid for me to, to get new gear and he didn't have to, or uh, he brought my my buddy uh, Emilio podcasting equipment because he believed in him. So many times that he saw someone who he thought was talented and maybe said a kind word to them or, or found a way to pay for something. He uh, He's just an incredible human being, honestly, just a really incredible human being. And I'm blessed to have called him a friend, uh, to be like family. And, uh, you know, for me, it's important to continue to, to remember him and to keep his legacy alive. And uh, he's got a beautiful family still, uh, Amanda and, and the two boys. And uh, I get to see them talk to Amanda all the time. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, um, you know, an incredible human being. And uh, I miss him. Two more questions, McGee. And thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And you know, a lot of people, as soon as you won, everyone's already speculating. Ah, who, who's he going to cash in on? Is he going to cash in during the main event between Roman and Edge? And a lot of people bring up Bobby Lashley. And, you know, not just because defending, you know, Kofi and Woods. And because, A, they want to see you in that position in a main event spot. But also the significance of two African-American men battling for the WWE championship. We saw that for the first time last night. What would it mean to you to face Bobby Lashley for the WWE championship? Uh, I think it really does have a lot of significance. Um, even, and that's not even, you know, I, I think that's a great point as far as, you know, two black men competing for, for that title is incredible. Uh, I, I think, it also means more to me because I think Bobby has done an incredible job um, elevating himself. Uh, I, I think seeing him with the Hurt Business, seeing him with MVP, uh, he's a guy who you knew he had what it took, but wasn't really there. You know, like I, I think back to the stuff with him and Sammy, where you think when you watch that that program, you don't think, oh, future world champion, you know. So he was kind of just kind of in that 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 doldrum of sorts. So. He, I think, has really this last year or so. I really, when I when I watch him, he looks like the guy to me. He looks like a star. He moves like a star. He performs like a star. Uh, so I, I think he's incredibly talented, and it's kind of odd to think at 45 that he's really hitting his stride, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, man, I I think that would be an incredible match, uh, and it was cool. We got to tease a little something just at the Rumble. And I realized that's the first time we had ever touched at all. The first time we'd done anything. And it was cool just to see people, just that little buzz of, all right, this could be something here. So, you know, that, that's an option as well. I have a place where you can cash in this briefcase, that, brief, that briefcase that's sitting on your floor in front of you. There's, there's a big stadium that you're yes. going to be at August mm -hmm. 21st. I'm mm -hmm. going to be there as well. Allegiant Stadium in beautiful Las Vegas. And, if there's a time or place to cash that in, be in front of 40, 45,000 of your closest friends. If, would you want to cash it in there? And if you do, who would you rather cash it in against? Bobby Lashley or against whoever he's going to face? Or what looks like we're going to see at SummerSlam? Roman Reigns and your good buddy, John Cena. If you have a preference... What would it be? Man, those are all great options. I feel like, man, Roman's the guy, though. 
Roman's the guy in the industry. And if you want to be remembered, if you want to do something cool, something special, that that's a great way to do it. You know, Roman's on on a, a on a tear. This is one of the best runs I can remember in the last man five, ten years. I, I don't know. I'd have to think about the context. But this is this is a very memorable run. I feel like he's definitely hitting his stride in a way that he hasn't before. I, I think he's, you know, you can look at of outside. Uh, you know, you can look at you can look at the entire scope of, of the wrestling yeah. industry, and you can determine who you think is the number one guy, or who you think is the best, or who should be at the very top. Uh, I, I think it's not that difficult to make an argument for for Roman being number one across all brands, across all boards, uh, and uh, beating him means something. Whoever beats him for that title, it's going to be memorable. It's going to mean something. And uh, why not me? Why not you? Is correct. He is the men's twenty twenty one Money in the Bank winner. Member of the New Day, Mr. Big E. I, I feel sorry not calling you Langston. Someone I know. Called you, someone called you Langston, and I was, like, ready to call you Langston right there. I'm like, Big E, no, no, we cannot call him Langston. We have to call him Big E. Hopefully, we will see you cash in. We won't. You won't be cashing in tonight. You, maybe, unless Vince gets you that jet. And I might hit just, that jet. You can make that two-hour tre- trek to the beautiful Dales, Texas, but... All kidding aside, Vicky, this is the first time we've chatted. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. It does mean a lot. Hopefully, we will see you cash in at SummerSlam in front of 40 to 45,000 of our closest friends. And then, you know what you can do after that? Take the belt. Whichever belt you win, you can hop along with me and Andreas, and you could go to the T-Mobile Arena, and we can watch Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence. Ooh, I know, I know we're wrapping up, but I'm excited for that fight. I am excited for that fight. Uh, Who wins? I like Arrow. Uh, I like Arrow. But man, so I thought I watched the Jeff Horn fight and I thought, all right, uh, Manny got robbed, but Manny's on a decline here. Manny's done. But man, <laughs> Keith, and I know Keith Thurman was coming off coming yeah. off surgery, but he looked good against Keith. Yeah. And like it, Manny's run to me is incredible. Just his journey across so many different weight classes at his age. I guess it's such it, he's reinvented himself. It feels like multiple times and is in his 40s now and is like it's plausible that he beats Errol Spence. It, it's 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 going to be. I don't think, I don't think Errol gets him out of there in like two rounds. Doesn't I don't. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I could see Errol winning a, a decisive decision, but I could. It's also very plausible that that Manny beats him. So yeah, I I, I just take my hat off to Manny, uh, and I'm really excited for that fight. And I wish it wasn't on the same night. But you can Sun. make you can make that time. That's true. That the fight, is true. Your your match ends, or the whenever you come on. And then the card ends, and you can run over to T-Mobile Arena. It's a hop, skip, and a jump, Biggie. From what I'm. That's thinking. true. There probably will be traffic and whatnot, but uh, I think of remember those um, like the the fans that you yes. could. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe we get one of those fan balloon things that just trap me to it, and we'll just kind of hover to. Uh, <laughs> we need some kind of aerial device, is what I'm saying, uh, to, get, <laughs> to get me to T-Mobile. We'll figure it out. I'll talk to Andreas, and we'll we'll figure something out. We can bring. We'll get it taken so. care of. But Biggie, a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. And can't wait to see you Friday night on SmackDown. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, buddy. Thank you. A huge thank you to Big E. A bigger thank you to WWE PR. Because WWE PR, man, they showed out. Showed out. And gave me... 20 
almost 25 minutes. They don't usually give me that long, but they were WWE was great. I want to thank their PR team. They're just fantastic. Very easy to work with, you know, and I'm very grateful. Got great. I have great relationships with all PR teams. WWE, AEW, you know, Impact, Ring of Honor, um, the UFC, Bellator, PFL, you know, PBC. Ah, what else? Um, Got to work on Top Rank. I don't know what the deal is with Top Rank, but we'll we'll get that figured out. We'll get it figured out soon. We just got to go to shows, and you know what? That's going to be happening, and I'm going to be all over the place So for the rest of the year. And I will be able to explain more why, hopefully, in a few weeks. Like, I, I can't wait to tell the news. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. But a lot of great, exciting stuff coming up, guys. I promise. Promise, promise, promise. We will, as soon as this news happens, I'm breaking it for you guys. I'm going to break my own news. <laughs> but, no, a big thank you to Big E. A big thank you to the WWE. Always a pleasure in getting interviews in. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Guys. Oh, my God, you look at what's going on here in combat sports. You know, you got, I think, a really good UFC show coming up this weekend. Great main event, Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. Next week's kind of an outlier, really nothing too much. But then it just, it, you know, an intriguing UFC main event. Not a big blockbuster UFC main event, but an intriguing one with Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland. I think that's a, it's a sneaky good main event, I will say. And so we'll get into that, but. You know, you look at the rest and you have, you know, the big UFC at the beginning of August, Derek Lewis, Cyril Gain, and then you got the return of the women's GOAT, Amanda Nunes, against Juliana Pena. You know, then you got, oh, God, what's, uh, uh, there's something good going on August 14th. I don't remember what, I forget what's exactly going on. I remember, I think there's a good card that weekend, too, I forget. But then you got, you got Pacquiao Spence, and you got, SummerSlam. I still don't know why WWE is doing SummerSlam on Saturday. I needed a reason to stay in Vegas another day, if I'm not going to lie, because I will be at Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence. But very upset about that, though. It's like, come on. Let's uh, let me do, let's do this on a Sunday. WWE going to be WWE in that aspect. You know, then we got what's looking like going to be Canelo Alvarez and Kayla Plant for the Undisputed Super Middleweight title. Actually, before that, you got Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. I'll be in Cleveland, more than likely. Yes, I'm going to go to Cleveland. I was telling my wife that, and she's like, why are you going to Cleveland? Like, I, I, I like Cleveland. Now gonna go to Cleveland, gonna rock out to Cleveland, but then, you know, you got another. You got a God. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Canelo, Caleb Plant. Then you got 
Anthony Joshua, Alexander Usyk. You got a big UFC later on that night with two title fights, the return of Nick Diaz. Then two weeks later, you got Fury Wilder 3. Then Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter is going to happen sometime in the fall. Good freaking Lord. I love it. Travel schedule is going to be insane. And I am here for every second of it. Every single solitary second of it. Oh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It is going to be phenomenal. And I'm looking forward. It's, it's an exciting time right now for combat sports. And you got UFC at Madison Square Garden in November. I'm going to find my way there. I've never, ever been to Madison Square Garden. I'm going to connive my way into the world's most famous arena. long as there's a big fight, I'm there. Sign me up, please. I just want to be there. Please, please, please. Just let me be there. That's all I ask. But big thank you to Big E coming up tomorrow. We got another big one tomorrow. We're going to preview the UFC show, UFC Fight Night. Oh, I love this one. From the Apex in Las Vegas, we talked about earlier, Corey Sanhagen, number two ranked bantamweight against the former two-time champion, TJ Dillashaw. We'll have Corey Sanhagen. We'll have on TJ Dillashaw. They did not disappoint. Both very gracious with their time. And this is what I love also, too, give the UFC credit. These video interviews have given me, like, I love it now. Because I can go, like, get 10 minutes. It's hard. It's like, dude, dude, it's like, crud. I want to, like, I hate 10-minute interviews. I want to I want to get into the meat and potatoes. I want to ask the questions that are going on, what's going on in the world. That's imp That stuff's important. So, that's what I want, and that's what I'm getting, and I love it. It's all part of the bigger plan that we have coming up here at the zone, and um, and you guys are going to be the beneficiaries of this all. So it's it's just awesome with what's going on right now. So it means a lot. It's greatly appreciated, Corey Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw for tomorrow. Next week just keeps getting more awesome. Kayla Harrison, two-time Olympian, she returns. PFL playoffs. That's <laughs> August 19th. I think it's in Las Vegas. I'm going to have to talk to PFL and see if I can get somehow get to Las Vegas. Because I think PFL's playoffs are in Vegas. I'm going to be there. Maybe I'll cover the PFL show. Maybe I can get tickets as a fan. I'm going to need some. Something to relax myself after. It's going to be a hell of a week out in Las Vegas. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll get that taken care of. But Kayla Harrison returns on August 19th. It'll be good to talk to Kayla. And I think Clarissa Shields is fighting on that card as well. If PFL is smart, they will have Clarissa Shields fighting on August the 19th. I'm not. I've heard that rumbling. I just can't get it confirmed at this time. But also. A.J. McKee, Bellator 263, next Saturday night, 
at the Forum in Inglewood, California, the former home of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Showtime Lakers, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, led by the man with the best hair in the land at that time, the one and only Pat Riley. A.J. McKee, Patricio Pitbull, the finale of the Featherweight Grand Prix and for the Bellator Featherweight Championship. The winner gets a million dollars, and he'll be called, to me, the pound-for-pound best fighter in Bellator, possibly the best fighter in Bellator history. A lot Covered a lot of ground with A.J. McKee. I talked to him on Wednesday. So we talked a lot, talked a lot about everything. So it's really good. Uh, and it's been a while since I talked to AJ. So it was really good to get him on the horn. But right now, next week, we have AJ McKee. We got Kayla Harrison. But coming up tomorrow, guys, Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw, previewing UFC Fight Night. I'm really looking forward to that. But don't for, thank you for everyone that listened to this interview with Big E. He was fantastic. Why not Big E? Nip picked up, got a lot of play. The article I wrote on this from the article I wrote for the zone of him calling out. Why not me? Why not him against Roman Reigns? Why can't he be the one? Hey, never know. I got a good feeling. I think Big E is going to be the one, the unseat, the big dog. Just a proclamation, just something I'm thinking about. I'm envisioning Big E being the one. But thank you, everyone, so much. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. Boom, subscribe. Rate the podcast five stars and leave a very kind review. It helps the podcast move up in the rankings. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. This is Steven Mielhausen, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Adios, muchachos. And muchachas. (laughs) 